0: anywhere just one just need one no just one thank you and there you go the gum is officially out all righty then can i explain why i chew gum does it matter to you okay i'll just move right along this is it's going to prayer anyway john 10, ten let's go to john ten ten. and as you're turning there let's pray father we thank you for this opportunity to get into the word of god we look to the Holy Spirit now to lead us and guide us into the truth. For you are the spirit of truth. We believe right now, Lord God, our hearts are fertile ground for the seed and water of the word of God. And we trust you to bring the increase right now. Increase in our lives. Greater revelation. Greater understanding of you and your, and your ways, Lord. By your grace, we'll be sure not just to be hearers of the word, but become doers thereof. And as doers of the word, we shall be extremely blessed. In Jesus' name, and everybody in agreement, said? Amen. Amen. Okay, John 10, 10. It says this, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. So if it involves stealing, if it involves killing, or if it involves uh, uh, destroying, who's doing it? The devil. He wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy your life plus everybody else's life all over this planet. That's what he's all about. That is his method of operation. Are you listening? Do you know the devil hates you? He hates you. He despises you. I mean, do you understand why that is so? Because, see, we have been made in the image and likeness of God. There is no other being like you and me. And God loves us with an everlasting love, an unconditional love. And the devil hates that. The devil hates that. He despises it. He hates you and me. And so what, he's, what he wants to do to you and me, he wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. All right, you're dismissed. That would be, that would be really not good if that was the end of the message, would it? But how many know that's not the end of this verse? I said, how many know that's not the end of this verse? Jesus said this, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Everybody say more abundantly. Everybody say life more abundantly. In other words, Jesus is saying, I've come to give you just the opposite of what the devil wants to do to you. I hope you're listening to me right now because this has got me so excited. I said, listen, Jesus has come to do the opposite of what the devil wants to do to you. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and listen, it's not in an equal measure. It's not in an equal measure. What basically, it's, listen to this. Jesus is saying my ability to... Bless you and take care of you far exceeds the devil's ability to harm you and steal from you. My ability to heal you and keep you healthy and whole is greater than the devil's ability to kill you. My ability to cause you to triumph and to come through this life successfully and victoriously is greater than the devil's ability to destroy you. Oh, glory to God thank you jesus jesus has come to give us the god kind of life zoe life listen not just in a small measure but to the overflow exceedingly profusely excessively super abundantly and more than more than enough more than more than enough i like that praise you jesus Friends, that's the kind of God we serve. Oh, and so we saw last, and so last week we began a new series. I'm titling Life More Abundantly. Life More Abundantly. As you're going to see in this study, this is the way God is. And this is the way God wants us to live while we're here on this earth. Are you listening? You see, there are three ways to live while we're here. In the land of not enough, in the land of just enough, or in the land of more than enough. Well, guess one of those lands is God's will for us to live in. If you don't know already, stick with us. Because in this study, you're going to find out from the word of God, the life he desires for each one of us to live. Amen. You know, it's so sad. Because so many Christians have fallen into the deception of the enemy that in order to live humbly and and to bring God glory somehow is to live in poverty, is to live in lack or just barely getting along. I mean, come on, Pastor Dan. Of course, it's that's what that way. The Bible says that money is the root of all evil. Really? Really? Is that what the Bible actually says? Go with me. To, no, you don't have to go with me. Let's look up here. First Timothy 610. It says this for the love, <clears throat> love of money. <laughs> I feel like, I'm starting to mature a little bit. Voices cracking. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. You've got to understand that money in and, in and of itself is not evil. It's when a person is in love with money; they become so money money minded, it becomes a god to them. The Bible confirms this in Matthew six twenty four. No one can serve two masters, for he for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You s- cannot serve God and Mammon. That word Mammon is the Aramaic word for riches. Notice, once again, riches are not wrong. It's when you're serving riches, that's when it's wrong. It's when someone loves and serves riches more than they love and serve God. It's sad because there's a whole bunch of people out in the world that are that way. But there are a whole lot of Christians that are that way too. And it should not be said of the church. Are you listening? But as the Lord said to Kenneth Hagin years ago, I don't mind if my children have money and and riches as long as they don't have you. That's a good word, friends. You need to remind yourself of that. God doesn't mind us having things, nice things, riches, as long as those things don't have us. Do you know one of the ways you can tell if it really has you or not? Can you give it away? Can you give it away if the Lord taps you on the shoulder? Can you give it away? All right, that was all for free. Listen, it doesn't matter who you are. In this world, it's going to take money to survive. Probably everybody in here has to pay rent or a mortgage, you have to pay for electricity. You have to pay for gas. You have to pay for food and, 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 and clothes and, and so forth. You have all kinds of bills. Money is needed to survive. Amen. I'm just loving this. Things just blowing everywhere. But hear me now. Is it God's will for you to just have enough to survive? Or is it God's will for you to just get by? Is it the will of God for you and me to have more than enough? Well, according to this verse here in John 10, 10, Jesus didn't just come to give us a little tiny drop of this God kind of life, did he? He came to give it to us more abundantly. And we saw this last week. Those words more abundantly come from the Greek word perissos. And it means this, superabundance, excessive, overflowing, surplus, over and above, more than enough, profuse, extraordinary, above the ordinary, more than sufficient. And again, as I like the way that one minister says it, more than, more than enough. That's, That's the life Jesus Christ came to give us. Question, has Jesus come? So what kind of life should we be living in? More than, more than enough. That's who our God is. Did you hear me? That's who our God is. It's his very nature. He loves to bless us, his children, in a more than enough fashion. And as his children, our desire should be to be a true reflection of who he is. Is he a sick and broke and disgusted God who barely has enough up there in heaven? Is he a a God that suffers failure after failure, defeat after defeat? Is that the kind of God that he is? (laughs) Or is he a God who is the epitome of what life is all about because he is life? Is he the epitome of what victory is all about? Because he is the victorious one. There's no sickness and disease in heaven. There's no poverty and lack in heaven. In fact, right now, our mansions are being built up there in heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when we rise up and begin to walk in this more than, more than enough lifestyle... That's when we're truly reflecting who he is to this world. And that's when he gets glory. Amen. I mean, think about this. Jesus is described in the 10th chapter of of the Gospel of John as the good shepherd. How many know that's true? Well, what if a shepherd that was known as a good shepherd came walking into a town all adorned with just all kinds of real, I mean, a beautiful crown. He had a staff with jewels all over it. He's wearing a flowing robe. He looked good. But, and, and, and when the people saw him, they're like, "Woo, ah, wow. And then right behind him comes his sheep. And they're all broken down, sick, coughing, barely able to walk. Some have broken bones and gashes because obviously a wolf has attacked them. What does that do as far as where that shepherd is, uh, is seen in the eyes of those people? Is that a good reflection of a good, past, I mean, a good uh, shepherd? No. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Friends, I'm telling you, it's not how beat and, that, and, and, and sick and broke down we are that brings our God glory. It's when we rise up and take advantage of all that he's done for us through his redemptive work and live life to the overflow, live life more abundantly. That's when he gets all the glory. That's when uh, people will come to us and ask us, how in the world did you get like this? when everybody else is struggling. How did you get like this? And that's when we can say. Let me tell you about my good shepherd. And he's still accepting applications for the flock today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, let me just say this real quick. And this is important. If you find yourself living below this level of life, this life more abundantly, don't get frustrated. Do not give up. Because, listen, and, and and listen and don't definitely don't do what a bunch of Christians do. They they'll water the word down to match their circumstances, to match where, where their life's experiences are at. They're, they'll sit there and say, "Well, that's not really what that means. That's not what that means." And, and then they'll 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 start to to basically twist the scriptures to say something that the scriptures don't really say. We can never water the word down. If your life is not where it's supposed to be living in a life of more than more than enough to be living in this super abundant lifestyle here i want you to hear me now this is i'm just telling you what the scriptures say if you're not there what you need to do is you need to say lord i may not see it out here yet but i see it in your word i see it in the bible And I'm trusting you to elevate my life and all of the experiences in my life to match up what's in that Bible. Amen. See, so many Christians, they'll come, they'll hear something like this, they'll get all discouraged because of where they're at in life. No, don't do that. God is not the discourager. He's not the condemner. If you are not, uh, uh, if your life doesn't match up with what's in here, what it should do is get you a little bit excited. Because what you can then say, okay, God, I trust you. You said it in your word. Now I trust you to take my life from where it's at to this new new level. I've, I've shared this with you more than once about where my wife and I have come from. We used to be under the barrel. We had so much debt. It was ridiculous. And all of a sudden, it was like we had that revelation. What are we doing? We're living so far below our means in Christ Jesus. And what did we do? We took some practical steps. We cut up our credit cards, stopped using a credit card, and we started to use wisdom in our spending. Are you listening to me? But we kept on tithing, and we kept on giving, and we kept on trusting in Him. And now, glory to God, the only thing we owe is what we owe on our home. That's it. But in reality, we have more that... We have more equity in our home than we owe for the home. Hey! I said, hey, <laughs> glory to God. God is taking us up higher. It's a process. Now I know that sometimes you may hear of, of 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 miracles, financial miracles. I'm all for that. I'm open to that. Glory to God. But the point I'm trying to make is just because you aren't where the, the you're not living that life more abundantly yet. Don't get mad. Don't get upset. Just get glory to God. I know I'm going up higher. Because I trust you, Lord, to help me get to that place. You see how I'm saying that? Amen. Glory to God. Find out where I'm at now. Go with me to the 23rd Psalm. I want to show you from the Bible, again, in some other places, just how good our God really is the kind of God he really is y'all want to find out Psalm 23 verse 1 the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want that word want is the Hebrew word for lack I and so I believe it's safe to say here the Lord is my shepherd I shall not lack for anything not what I need, not what I want, I don't lack for anything because I got a good shepherd. Amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. The actual Hebrew there means pastures of tender, lush grass. Have you ever been in a, a, a field of just this beautiful grass, green grass, lush grass, kind of walk through it on your barefoot. Oh man, in the cool of the day, there's just something about that. Glory to God, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Now why would sheep lie down? Because their bellies are so full. Come on, and they've just got they got to get off of their feet and rest for a while because they've been eating this lush green grass hallelujah and and how did they get to this point their good shepherd led them into these lush green pastures in fact notice where else he'll lead you he leads me besides beside the still waters clear pure cool waters not only for drinking but also for getting into Swimming around in. Cooling off. Again, can you envision this? Maybe it's a little hot out. You're in these green pastures and this is beautiful water right there. Cool water. Oh, glory to God. And you go up and you can just bend down and drink out of it. It's so refreshing. Then you just kind of jump in. Cool off. This is where our good, good shepherd leads us to. More than enough to eat. Enough to take care of us refresh us amen glory to god verse 3 he restores my soul how many know there's a lot of christians who need their souls restored we need to get our minds renewed with the truth of the word of god thank god we have a shepherd that leads us and guides us and helps us to do just that he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Oh yeah, the enemy will come to try to steal from you. To try to kill you. To try to destroy you. But glory to God, we do not have to fear him. We should not fear anything in this life. Amen. Why? Because Jesus is right here beside us. And when that stupid devil tries to raise up his ugly head, Jesus is right there to bop him on the head for us. Glory to God. Everybody say this with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Woo, that's a good word right there. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Friends, we do not have to wait until we get to heaven to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Are you listening? Notice that this table has been prepared for us right here in the presence of our enemies. That means that that this table that is overflowing with the goodness of God, with the blessings of God, is for us right now while we're living on this earth. How do I know this? Because there's not going to be any enemies when we get to heaven. Amen. You anoint my head with oil. What does that represent? This is the Spirit of God in His His power being poured down over us. Woo! Glory to God. I don't know about you, but see, I try to envision it. I try to envision that 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 big old bucket of the, the Spirit of God just pouring down over. Hallelujah. To be empowered. By the Spirit of God. He anoints my head with oil. My cup is about half full. My cup is filled to the brim. No, my cup runs over. I have a question to ask you. Doesn't God know when the cup is full? Doesn't he know when to stop pouring? if you were to ask most Christians that they would say when the cup is full, that everything's cool, that it's good. But what about God? It seems to me that he's quite, dare I say it, excessive. It seems to me that he he likes to do things super abundantly. He likes to do things uh, uh, profusely he likes to do things more than more than enough he likes to do things overflowingly my cup runs over glory to god oh friends hear me now my god that this is his nature this is his nature it's just who our god is he, i mean think about it He's sitting there, and he's pouring our cup, and it starts to overflow. God, 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 it's starting to overflow. I know. But, but God, God, is starting to, it's starting to run off the table. Yep. Isn't that great? God, God, is starting to, it's running out the house. It's running out. It's going out the front door. Oh, yes, it is. But God, is going down the sidewalk. It's going to the neighbor's houses. It's going all the way all throughout my neighborhood. Oh, yes, because that's the way I want it to be. I want you so blessed that you are a blessing to all those around you. I want your cup to runneth over. Hallelujah. That's who I am, and that's what I want you to do. I want you to be a living testimony of the God that I am. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Church, glory to God. Everybody say, my cup runs over. Say it again. My cup runs over. Woo, glory to God. It's who he is. It's the way he wants it for you and me. That's his will for you and me. Glory. And if you're not there, again, trust him to elevate your life to match up with what's in the Bible. Praise you, Jesus. And it's once again, when we're living our lives that way, that's when we're showing the world a true reflection of who our God really is. Amen. Amen. And guess what the world's going to want? What we have. Now go with me in conclusion to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. I want to share one more story with you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. I've been there. And he saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. They're done fishing. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. So Simon, who later became known as Peter, Gave Jesus permission to use his boat. Why? So Jesus could teach the multitudes the gospel message. In other words, Peter sowed his boat into the ministry of Jesus, didn't he? Now notice verse 4. When he, Jesus, had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Hey, launch out. Launch out into the deep let down your nets for a catch but simon said hey jesus wait a minute now hey we've been fishing all night long i mean what good is it going to be for us to go out here into the these waters during the day and let our nets down the fish will see the nets that's why we fish at night so that the fish don't see our nets But we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to obey you. I'm going to, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats. So that they began to sink. Friends, didn't God know when there was enough fish in the nets to keep them from breaking? Didn't God know when they had caught enough fish to keep the boats from sink- sinking? Of course He did. But once again, that's who our God is. He is the net breaking, boat sinking, more than more than enough God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you think that did for Peter? That's, this is his livelihood. This is the way he makes a living. And, 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 and all of his partners. Glory to God, they had so much fish. You know that they were blessed beyond measure because of that very thing. Peter sowed his boat into the ministry of Jesus. And as a result, glory to God, the more than more than life just came overwhelming Peter. Glory to God. I believe God is wanting to take us to the next level. I believe that our God is wanting us to live in this life and life more abundantly. I believe that we're supposed to be living an excessive lifestyle. Oh, I said it. I said it. And I'll say it again. I'm not talking about becoming money minded. I'm not talking about becoming thing minded. But I'm going to tell you this. God wants you to live in the best. I was reading a little, a booklet by Kenneth Hagin. And in this booklet by Kenneth Hagin, God is ta- teaching him about uh, prosperity. And he said, I said in my word that all the, the cattle on a thousand hills is mine. I said in my word that the silver and gold are mine. Do you think... All of those things that are there in the earth are just for those in the world so that they can go and build casinos and whorehouses and all this bars and so forth. No! He wants us to have and enjoy these things. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Help elevate our thinking. He wants us to be so blessed so blessed we should we should be expecting to have a one of the best buildings in this area our church building should be one not a little broken down shack i was showing james and uh, riley and my my wife uh, a little tiny house in san francisco it's the the least expensive house in san francisco 570 square feet One bedroom, one bath, no yard, doesn't have a place to park. Guess how much? $600,000. Isn't that just a crying shame? And yet, here we are, so concerned about what they might think if we're going to build a beautiful church for God's people to meet in. You hear what I'm saying? I am... know my heart I trust you know my heart by now my heart is to be a blessing but there's absolutely nothing wrong with 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 having something that's going to glorify my God that's going to demonstrate to this world who my God is he's the God who makes my cup runneth over he's the God that breaks the net and sinks the boat because too much is coming glory to God do you believe God wants this for you oh thank you Jesus we're going to continue to get into this I'm trusting the Lord to keep revealing this to us I want to talk to you about those three different types of lands the land of not enough the land of just enough and the land of more than enough and I want to show you from the scriptures what God's will is for us I hope you're going to be here for this amen and then i want to teach you why so many christians are not living like this today i want to show you what's happening with so many christians it ain't going to be said to this church and again i want to emphasize this to you these kind of things are progressive you know what i mean by that that you got to walk it out you got to walk start where you're at you know with, with pastor joan and me when, when, when we were so low and so much debt, it wasn't like it just happened immediately. It was a process of time. But today I can stand before you standing on top of the barrel instead of being under the barrel. Yeah. It's a good thing. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want everybody in here, my church family, to be so blessed so that we are showing this world who our God really is. The church is not, that's, I believe, is one of the biggest issues that's happened with so many. They don't understand that one of the greatest testimonies to the world is how we live our lives. Just saying. Some people will say, well, uh, I mean, all all, all they need is someone to come to them and tell them to, to have, you know, you come to Jesus and you'll get peace that passes all understanding absolutely true but how many know there's a lot of things out there in this world that offer people peace I know it's not real peace true peace but what I'm trying to get at there's got to be something else that's going to attract those in the world to us what is it the Bible talks about the glory of the Lord is risen upon us the glory of the Lord is risen upon us they're supposed to be able to see the glory on us. Well, those that are in the world are not spiritual. They're not able, they're spirits, but they're not able to perceive the things of the spirit, the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. So if the glory of the Lord is risen upon us and they're able to see the glory on us, what is that talking about? They're able to see us living, blessed beyond measure. And that's when, No, no, no. I'm just curious. How do you do this? Everybody else around you is struggling. Everybody in the workplace is struggling. But here you are blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Blessed beyond measure. More than, more than enough in your life. How do you do it? Come on. Let me tell you about my good shepherd. Let me tell you about my good shepherd. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's still taking applications today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this word. I thank you, Lord, you are elevating us to this level of the word of God. I want to go up, Father. I am not going to stay the same. I believe in Jesus' name that you will reveal to our hearts that you are the God who is more than more than enough. You are the God who does things super abundantly, above and beyond the normal. Glory to God. You have come, Jesus, to give us life life more abundantly just the opposite of what the devil is trying to do against us you want to do for us and these things are greater than those things of the enemy that's why we can go through this life victoriously because we serve you the victorious one that's why we can go through this life whole and healthy because we serve you the God of healing the God of wholeness glory to God we can go through this life blessed beyond measure prospering in all areas because we serve you Almighty God, thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. Praise his holy name. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking us to the next level. We believe you for it. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name.